now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. The Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror! <laughs> Hello, my little gory graduates! Watching this month's feature, Prom Night 2, Hello Mary Lou, has made this old Chris Keeper nostalgic. So I pulled out my old high school yearbooks to reminisce about all my wonderful prom queens. Freshman year it was Betty Lynn Zimbrowski. She had a violent allergic reaction to the zinc in her crown and her throat closed up. Uh, sophomore year was Veronica Sue Jenkins. She died in a freak auto accident when a car smashed through the gym wall during her coronation. Uh, junior year was Betty Bobolinsky, and she died from black mold from the ice machine and the ice in the punch. That took out half of the graduating class. <laughs> Senior year was Lacey J. Clay, and she's actually still alive, but in a coma from a heroin overdose after celebrating her victory with her friends afterwards. Ah, I envy all you young kids building new memories. Yeah, take it from an old timer like the Chris Keeper. Save those yearbooks so you can keep the newspaper clippings of your own prom carnage and store it away for when you're old. You'll thank me for it someday. Now enjoy the movie. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror. I am your co-host this evening, Mr. Luke Giaconetti. I'd like to thank everyone for downloading and listening to our show today. But as always, I can't do this on my own. I am joined by the usual gang of freaks left to right. Across your podcast dial, I give you the hair metal hero, Chris Tyler. You shut your fucking mouth, bitch. You tell him, hero. And, uh... <laughs> Also joining us, Two True Freaks OG, Mr. Chris Honeywell. Want to shake? That's as close as you're ever going to get. Oh. And rounding out our little uh, king's court, if you will, my brother, Mr. Jason Giaconetti. Who gives a shit? <laughs> okay, so my quote that, that we were talking about earlier that I, that I, that I have written down here... And it must have come later on in the movie because I hurriedly added it back to the top. That was my backup quote. And now I cannot remember who said this and why, but it's we take care of the chemicals and the chemicals take care of us. It's the science teacher. Oh, yeah. okay. Yes. Okay. Thank science, you. Yeah, he says that before. Oh, the, uh, yes. The perving science teacher. Yeah, the yes. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah, I had, yeah. I had so many quotes for this movie. 
<laughs> I had so many quotes for this movie. Just I've got case, the uh, violence, you know. the violence we see in our streets, TV sets, and movies. Oh, and nice. movies. Uh, the one, the one I th- there's a few I really like. The one that I, you know, kind of really amused me. No fucking wings. <laughs> so if you don't know what we're talking about now uh i don't know what to do for you so we are set your way back machine to 1987 uh, first actually first set it to 1957 then set it to 1987 because it is another horror rack hanger on that's right folks it's hello mary lou from night two and i know what you're thinking gentle podcast listener it's like wait a minute did i miss an episode where they talked about prom night nope Nope. The re- I, the, Why I bother? kept Prom Night 2 for this specifically because the, the purpose of this show is not just, this series on this show is not just movies from the 80s. It's movies from the 80s that I remember seeing on the VHS rack the video at, the, uh, at, at a local mom and pop store or whatever. And I have an extremely specific memory of seeing the awesome VHS box for Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2, uh, you know, 35 years ago when I was a kid. So for those who may not remember it, the most well-known one, of course, is the Virgin Virgin Vision cover. And it is a it is a version of the movie One Sheet. It's actually a little bit different. So it says, Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2 in red letters at the top. And we see Mary Lou Maloney laid to rest in her prom dress and crown and white gloves in a locker. It looks like the locker is a coffin with her laid to rest in it. And on the VHS cover, there is flames all around her. And it has the text, in 1957, Mary Lou Maloney went up in flames. Now she's back and she's burning mad. This is a little bit different than the VHS, the, excuse me, the, the theatrical one sheet, which did not have the flames. And uh, and it said it had a little bit different copy. It said, uh, you know, Mary, Mary Lou wants to be prom night so bad, even if it kills her again. Uh, it's also cut off. There's a little bit that's, that you can see better on the one sheet that's cut off where it's the written on the locker next to it is Mary Lou loves and says Dave and that's crossed out and says Duke and that's crossed out and Bud and that's crossed out and then says Billy, <laughs> which again, it seems like a throwaway, but actually has something to do with the story. So yeah, I, and, and, but I, my recollection of this and why this has been on the horror rack hanger on list for many, many moons is I remember and Jay will back me up on this. There were several grocery stores when we were uh-huh. kids growing up in New York that also did movie rentals. And there yep. were several stores that we there were several stores we went to on a regular rotation, but there were some we went to like once in a while. Like uh, our mom for work would have to sometimes drive to some oddball places and we might stop at some of these stores once in a while. And we were at not the normal shop right, but another shop right that we'd go to very, very rarely. And we had to go to the service desk. It must have been for a, a, a rain check. That's the only reason we'd ever go to the service desk. And they had the VHS tapes. Yes, it was probably the shop right in Mount Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I remember this. That we're, my mom is getting the rain check, and we're looking at the tapes. And I saw the cover for Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2, with Mary Lou Maloney laid to rest in the locker. And that image has stuck with me. For 35 years, and oh, so you nice. knew we were going to cover this on the Horror Wreck Hanger-On. Well, I, I've, always, I've always had the impression that this movie was one of those things 
is isn't this one of those deals where it's not in any kind of continuity with the original prom night and it was just sort of a script that somebody developed and then they said let's make this prom night too because there's a prom in it and we can the only the only connection between them so this was this was originally written under the title the haunting of hamilton high which is a pretty cool title in and of itself uh, but the only connection between the two is that both films are set at Hamilton High School. Oh. Okay. Now, there is no other connective tissue. There is. There is. There's a huge connection. You're missing it. No. Brock I'm... Simpson yeah. plays Josh in this movie. In the original, he played young Nick. He's the kid. He's Nicholas when he's young. And then in three and four, he plays Father uh, Father Conlon or Colin. But three, three and four, yes, plays... three three is a sequel to two, and four is unrelated. In three and four, he oh, excuse me, I take that back. Uh, in, th- in, in three, he plays Larry, a completely different character. With, yes. but even though spoiler alert early guys he dies in this movie right he plays a different character named larry in three and then in four he plays father conlon a complete they're yeah. none of them with each other he is the connective tissue he is reggie and from... i was just gonna say he's reggie <laughs> <laughs> except so, he's like uh he's just like a disconnected reggie he doesn't even he's but it's nothing so, so that is who's decided to make his his life go into cons to 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 sell all the prom night movies. <laughs> We're watching this the other day, and I and Luke says, you know, the it's not. I go, this movie has nothing to do with the first one. Luke goes, yeah, they're not related. And I said, I found the connection, and then I didn't tell you guys because I wanted to surprise you with it, right? Yeah. And it's so it's literally that is the connection. This guy, Brock Simpson, who I mean, sure he's still alive. Hang on, before I say that, he was born in 1968. He's from Montreal, Quebec, Canada, right? It looks like he's still alive. He must go around, and he was in Prom Night, Prom Night 4. I'm looking what else here. Liars, there's nothing I've ever seen. Prom Night 2. Yeah, that's pretty much what he's in. He's in a lot of Prom Nights. Um, and uh, that's his whole career. So I'm sure he has gone on the circuit, maybe in the French-Canadian provinces. Yeah. You may know me from such movies as Prom Night, Prom (laughs) Night 2, Prom Night 3. And Prom Night 4. Well, okay, that that notwithstanding, that notwithstanding, the thing that, so, so, okay, so Prom Night, the original Prom Night with Jamie Lee Curtis and Leslie Nielsen, okay, I remember seeing that on, like, Channel 11, you know? It's it's okay. About the best, I know Leonard Maltin in his movie guide has a great review of Prom Night. He says, it's not the worst of these types of movies, but that's the best you can say about it. And that's yeah. kind of how I feel about Prom Night. Prom Night to me is, it's fine. Everybody remembers that one. It's got an okay VHS box with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis holding the flowers with the axe in it. But Yeah, J- it, Jamie it Lee doesn't... Curtis is like the only thing really going for it, it seems. Well, that has got Leslie Nielsen in a non-comedy role, which is always mm-hmm. amusing, you know, to yeah. me. Yeah, you know, yeah. but but this one is the one that to me is more bang for the buck if you're going to rent this. Because oh, yeah. th- this movie is first of this movie is, is an absolute hoot. It's like I think it's uh-huh. a better movie than the first one. And it's it's got some really friggin' funny parts in it, but it's yeah. also really creative. And for its budget, I think it's pretty well made. I have I, I, I don't know if you guys know much about the production of this because I know nothing, but I have like some theory because 
like watching this movie, the first half of this movie is like just a really well, everything that the script is solid, the but the like editing and the cinematography and the just general storytelling in the first half of it is like head and shoulders above the average. It's like really. And it feels like in the second half of the movie, maybe they either ran out of money or switched editors or had to hurry up or something because it's sort of, you know, there's more like continuity errors. But the first half of the movie, there's like moments of it that reminded that were almost had that like Twin Peaks Blue Velvet era um, David Lynch stuff because of the slow-mo in the setting in the 50s. And and I mean, it really played it nicely. You know, it's 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 an you know, it's an exaggerated movie, but it's exaggerated in that way that David Lynch does it where it's not as much kind of funny. And maybe it's because the actors and actresses were better in this, but it's 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 exaggerated, but it's more exaggerated in an intensity way than being kind of campy. And uh yeah, I, the the first half of this, I was like, "Wow, this is uh, this is really inventive." And and I'm not putting down the second half because the second half was just sort of turns into like um, um, Nightmare on Elm Street or something, you yeah. know. And uh, it's just it's really it's really fun. It's sometimes it's really original, sometimes it's really derivative, but the derivative stuff in it is fun too, you know. And I was I was yeah very pleasantly surprised. There, there's oh, quick. Some stuff in this besides okay go ahead Jay. Uh, actually, the LA one of the LA Times reviews that gave it a positive review called it the Blue Velvet of high school. Uh, <laughs> wow. There, just playing some credence, folks. It's not just us saying it. Even in 1987, someone else said the same thing. There's that there's that scene where she her friend who commits suicide later on, well, like two scenes later, later on, yeah. but uh, where her friend runs off and is just like, oh, you guys with your stupid problems and runs off into the gym. And she goes in to talk to her and her friends like, you know, and this happened. And, and you know, and the, the we're watching it and putting together that she's pregnant immediately because they yeah. they set it all up and immediately this really syrupy right out of a TV like you know after school special music is playing but like the 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 actresses are selling it and and yeah. and and I was just like this is a David Lynch movie you know because I should be laughing at this and be going oh Jesus but this is it's 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 selling it and it's just weird mood random mood in the whole th- it's yeah it's it's very uh just uh, several levels above the the average slasher movie yeah yeah the setup going into this i mean it's it does it takes its time to to really lay out the the history of of everything that is about to come to light as you watch the movie and uh, i was kind of surprised by that i was like all right yeah it it is it's it's definitely over the top at certain points but Uh i mean it's it you could this beginning, you could strip it down, and it would be like, like a lifetime murder mystery movie. Like, who, you know, is this guy ever going to get caught for killing her back in the fifties? Like, there's definitely a way that this could have been done a little less cheesy. But I mean, I love the cheese of this. Don't get me wrong. I did. Well, right, I got totally, you know, yeah, well, they, I got totally sucked yeah, I mean, in. There, though, there is. Yeah. 
Well, I'm making, that there's I, a, there's I think a cheesy I'm making it sound more like a serious movie because this is definitely not made to be like a serious take on the slasher genre. No. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be fun and campy, and it is. And it's when it does, it does it in a witty, fun way too. So it's, the, it's you know, but the the horror aspects still work though. The the comparisons yeah. I think to Nightmare on Elm Street are legit, and the yes. other one. From a from a visual standpoint, there's a couple of callbacks to. Here's a shout out for longtime listeners. The very first movie we covered on this podcast, which was Prince of Darkness. Mm. Okay, what do we get when in uh, at one point? Okay, so let's let's just give kind of the setup here. So uh, in 1957, prom queen Mary Lou Maloney. Okay, she is at the prom where she is with her date Bill. Okay. Bill and uh, she le- she ditches Bill to go make out with her her ex boyfriend Buddy and they are getting it on backstage. Oh yeah. Okay, it's Buddy Cooper, and Bill is incensed by this and he steals a stink bomb from a kid that's going to set it off in the John. And when she is on stage, get, about to get her crown, never mind the cape, just get me the damn crown. Uh, he, he climbs up into the rafters and instead of dumping a bucket of pig's blood on her, he throws the smoke bomb and it catches her dress on fire. And this being the fifties, the material is highly flammable, highly flammable. And Mary Lou goes up and she dies. They are burnt to death at the prom. And now 30 years later, okay. Teen girl, Vicky, who is played by Wendy Leon. Okay. Uh Who you might remember as Prissy Andrews from Anne of Green Gables. Okay, oh, so just shit. That was that driving back me nuts. I was line, like, okay? who do I know her from? Yeah, well, now, now you've seen all of Pris. Okay, let's just I guess so. Out. Yeah, but well, she uh, also was the secretary in uh, Shape of Water. That's yeah, not, that one, like, that's many years later. She's quite older at that point. So. Right, yeah, a, few, a few years after that. Uh, so, okay, so she is looking for some stuff to use to make a new dress for prom because her strict mom won't let her buy a new dress. She opens this case in the prop room and somehow this case which has the prom queen sash and the uh the crown and stuff from 1957 this also somehow had mary lou's spirit in it and mary lou begins to possess vicky because she still wants to be prom queen and okay, you look, thought right. that you thought the 2000s invented that you know super prom queen bitch genre no 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 here it is in the 80s <laughs> okay hang so, on hang on when, hang on, hang on uh, one like big right I know someone might be asking yourself going, wait, she burned to death and they saved the sash and crown? Well, yes. They scraped the charred skin off it. Like people like I mean, you know, you take it to the they dry cleaners. To the dry cleaners. Yeah, yeah, come on. Because someone's like, oh my God, she died and you saved it. Yes. Of course you said you don't know when you're gonna need it again. You don't know when you're gonna need it. Come on. So but uh, but the callback to the callback to Prince of Darkness. So Mary Lou is starting to take over Vicky, you know, possessor, and that that is a whole bit of commentary in and of well, itself. A little nightmare on Elm Street too, also. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. But she's in her bedroom, and the rocking horse gets like a tongue and starts making eyes yeah. at her, which is a little. That's the the Chris Hero uh, school of filmmaking. <laughs> and, oh my then, god! Oh my god! Things. She tries to make out with a girl too. Yep. Yes. Yes. That, that's, so that's, well, that's another. That's another nightmare on Elm Street, Elm Street too. too. Yeah. <laughs> but so the so but but then the what happens to the mirror? The mirror turns into liquid, which is the yeah. which is Prince of Darkness. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then they do the same, a similar bit. This bit is friggin' fantastic. Yes. When, when Mary Lou finally takes it over for good in the school, it's the blackboard yeah, that turns that into was... liquid. And it's like, I'm watching this and I, it's been a while since I've seen this, but that still looks really damn good. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. incredible. And you know how they, and you know how they finally sell it? They, that, this is the thing about this movie is they, this is like a, a the, and, and, and not to, and you can't slag other slasher movies because other, this movie seems like it had more time and more money to put more effort into it. Cause with that blackboard thing is they could have done the, the mirror gag. They did the mirror gag again with black water, but they also animated like all the letters of the, the words yes. on the chalkboard swirling yeah. around. And then when the chalkboard and then to just sell it perfectly at the end, when the chalkboard goes back to a normal chalkboard, all the letters are just sort of like scattered around the yeah. the chalkboard. Like they'd been caught in a whirlpool and you know, that's yeah, that's great detail, you know, for a movie yeah. like this where you don't need it, you know, but it, it, it really adds a lot to the to the enjoyment of the movie. Yeah. Wikipedia. And to selling what just ha what ridiculous thing just happened, you know. Right. So Wikipedia calls out Jim Doyle uh, as a special effects guy who had worked on a nightmare on Elm Street, but we were talking you were talking about David Lynch. Well, here's some Francis Ford Coppola. He worked on one from the heart. Do you remember that movie from 1982? Yeah. That with uh, that's with uh, Raul Julia and Terry Gar. You know that one. The one that almost one in Vegas broke Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. The one that <laughs> Financially, it was like right. Apocalypse now broke his mind, and this one broke his bank. It's it. I always I, one from the heart and New York, New York are forever linked in my mind. You know, for that reason. But uh, in any event, not talking about American New Wave. So, but according to Wikipedia, that chalkboard sequence took five days to complete at an estimated cost of about $2,000 an hour. Whoa. So that's, I mean, that's really something, right? Yeah. So, I mean, but, but, it, but it works so well and you're right. It, it's, it's crazy. The other one is even, that's really simple, but reminded me of some of the like cheaper Italian, like supernatural films that we've watched is when there she's in phys ed. And the girls are, well, actually, everybody's playing volleyball in phys ed. And she starts, you know, getting lightheaded and stuff. And she falls into the volleyball net. And then the volleyball net is the spider webs. Yeah. It's like, I'm not, now, please don't miss, please don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying in any capacity, okay, that director Bruce Pittman is Mario Bava. But you tell me that you couldn't see something like that in a Bava movie, right? Yeah, with, no. With the girl stumbling and then she's suddenly in big spider webs. That is a visual image. And, then, and there's the, the, like, stylized silent like uh cabinet of dr caligari type spider webs too they're like right. almost like theatrical spider webs and then yeah. there's a scene right after the chalkboard where she's in the other other world and and this is very david lynch like and just great cinematography and editing and or whatever you know if processing of the film or whatever they did but after she she ends up in the room I don't know if she was in the supposed to be in the it, where they were storing the the chest, or if she was supposed to be inside the chest. But it it almost looks like she's. I had to back it up and watch it twice. It looks it's sort of slow mo of her standing up in the room, but there's blue light on her, and it looks for every everything like she's underwater and like 
right. floating up from underwater. And then as she stands up, the blue light goes away and you notice she's just standing up and it transitions from where you think you're underwater to you're in the room. And I was like, that's such a simple effect by like taking out the blue light and using the slow-mo it would, but it was just, you know, so well crafted, you know, yeah. and it's, uh, it's very unusual. And these, I, I the, like the first half of this movie, I was thinking of this, like getting all sorts of art film stuff. And then the second half of it, I was like getting the, how much, how, how much fun I was having and how, like, I was just enjoying how it was basically like, oh, this is a half where we set this up to be the Nightmare on Elm Street sequel or yeah. series, except with, you know, Mary Lou. It's the same. It even ends like Nightmare, you yes. know, driving yes, off in the does. car thing. You know, it's and, uh, and, and even and, this one's got a funny license plate instead of a funny hood. Right. It's yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so but, it's. But the thing yeah. and the thing, the other thing, you know, we talked about when way back when we did Nightmare on Elm Street that, you know, Heather Lagenkamp talking about how Nightmare on Elm Street, she was asked if it was about female empowerment. She said it was more about teenage empowerment. You know, this the metaphor here to me is is pretty clear. Right. So Vicky. Yeah, she's got a super strict mom. Sure. Her dad seems pretty, you know, pretty even keeled. She's the good girl. Right. She you know, she has a boyfriend, but she's she's pretty virginal. You know, she when she confesses, she has impure thoughts, not like Mary Lou, who confesses about doing all this awful stuff. And I had a great time doing it. It's what she, what yeah. she said. But so so when she starts, uh, you know, Mary Lou starts taking control of her. She even says uh, she's, she says, I feel like I'm not in control of myself. I mean, what isn't that like the perfect teenage metaphor? She's now being she, she's becoming promiscuous. She's becoming nasty. One of the other lines I had written down was pull it together, bonehead, which that just cracked me up so much when she yells that <laughs> when they're decorating for the prom. So, <laughs> but uh, she's, so, she's, but, she's but got she's a religious still... carry mother and she, yeah. you know, she she puts her dad that she makes out with her dad, you know, it's yeah. just, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, it's just all this. It's, it's oh, so, yeah, she she lashes out at her friends. She's promiscuous. She's all this stuff. That's isn't that basically what being a teen girl is? At that point, you start acting, or a teenager in general, I wouldn't know. start acting in a way that doesn't, that's not who you are. You're not necessarily in control of yourself because, you know, Alice Cooper, I'm a boy and I'm a man, you know, it's, it's, uh, you're 18 and you like it. It's, there's, there's that whole, it's, to me, it's the whole teenage metaphor of, you know, Vicky is, is one person and she thinks she is, but something is changing her now that she's a senior in high school and she can't control it. And now through Vicky, all this bad stuff is happening. Now, of course, it's in our case, it's a supernatural thing, and it's not actually Vicky, but it's that 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 was what really struck me about that. You know, is uh, especially you know I've I've got one of my one of my daughters is God help us a teenager. You know, she's not quite uh, there yet, but she's getting there, and it's like Jesus Christ, this is this is previews of coming attractions for me. You know, well, that's kind the, of close I, to home. <laughs> well, that's the great thing about about like the horror of of like possession it's half body horror and it's half like there's there's the violation aspect of it but there's also that like you know that's not me but at the same time if you get possessed by somebody even though you don't want it to be it's it sort of at that time it is sort of you it's sort of you and them but it's you know it opens up a lot of questions if you want to go there or keep it simple you, you can just you know, play it very simply, but there, you know, 
this one this one plays with a, a a lot of you know this this girl is repressed you know her mom is very repressive she's not allowed to do stuff and they could have got it like stereotypically they might have gone more into like in um like in um christine you know of the yeah. of the protagonist kind of embracing it you know and and her not still being the good girl, but like once you get a little taste, get a little Mary Lou juice in you, you know, maybe she's she's kind of like it. And it would have played off well with the and I like it line. But uh, I'm glad yeah. they didn't, you know, because it would have been just sort of unnecessary to the to the whole to how it, it played out. But like the thing about it is this movie like has you thinking about stuff more than the the normal movie like this it's 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 on it's on it's like it's almost like they brought in like john carpenter to direct it or something i don't say i think it's quite up to a john carpenter level but it's getting in that in that realm of well more thought up maybe more like dark man or something like that you know i don't know maybe the expectations are lower because it's a slasher movie but uh Maybe the expectations yeah. are lower because it's prom night too, you know. Right, and it's, and it's, it a well. sequel, it's a sequel slasher movie. Yeah, exactly. But you know, it's it, in in those days also though there was also that sort of thing of that Evil Dead two thing of where it's like, all right, you had a pretty pretty decent first movie, but you get to sort of it's like the beginning of the reboot. You know, you get to sort of reinvent yourself when you get when you get access to a higher budget and yeah. and do the same thing but explore more to it and you know do it better and more deeply and that's what this movie feel feels like to me. it's it's the it, you know it it definitely in the the I've never seen it before but its reputation has definitely overshadowed the original prom night you know oh yeah by, for so forever so so I, I don't have what do you call I have I have uh, with the opening weekend it pulled in just under a million dollars, like uh, nine hundred and eleven thousand uh, dollars. The total gross was just under two point seven million dollars. Um, I don't have the cost of the movie, but I can't imagine the movie cost that much as made in the eighties and stuff like that. So um, this thing was a good return on investment. And of course, as Luke said, the movie was originally called you know it was supposed to be the uh, what the hard Hamilton High or something like right the haunting of Hamilton, of Hamilton High yeah right and then uh, um, Samuel Golden Company who purchased it decided to market as a sequel uh, to Prom Night which they had the rights to um, and uh, it's and you know um, the issue became again they kept the name the same made sure it was the same name in both of them but otherwise than that that was like literally they were just thinking like we can cash in now think about this though um, this is what eighty seven right yeah. So yes. by 87, we've had a few Nightmare on Elm Street movies. We've had a few Friday the 13th movies. We've had a few Halloween movies. We also had the Prom Nights and the uh, My Bloody Valentine, My Bloody Valentine, I think, right? No, we yeah, missed and, my, and we had yeah, we've had Sleepaway Camp by this point. We've had uh, Happy Birthday to Me. Lots of movies we've covered in this series have already happened. <laughs> right. So you had that. You had that. So they knew that if they marketed this as a slasher movie, um you're definitely going to be, or, or is just a franchise, part of a franchise of slash movies, you basically had a built-in audience. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, um, it's just, it's just kind of funny when you're thinking about what are the connections, where, you know, what's it, you know, it's similar to this, it's similar to that. A lot of the people who worked on 
Um, when you go back and you watch like the the um, Never Sleep Again documentary or the Crystal Lake Memories documentary or the um, uh, Brains, the making of uh, um, uh, Return of the Living Dead and the Return of the Living Dead Part 2, a lot of the same people are involved in these things because the horror movie genre, the, the better made ones of them had a lot of the same people. Now, there's no Carpenter here or, you know, Sean Cunningham or whatever, but you can see the influences literally everywhere. The fingerprints are everywhere. Um, even if they do certain things better or you know, maybe not as good as you'd see from like a guy like Sam Raimi or a guy like, you know, John Carpenter or Wes Craven or something like that. Um, in fact, the, the, the guy who wrote the uh, story, um, whose name is escape me now, who actually had his actual phone number uh, used for, for a good time call. It was his actual yeah. phone number and no one, no one called it, uh, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, he actually had to do some of the reshoots, right? Some of the, the pickups and stuff like that. But he'd never been a director before, so he didn't know how to do it. So he get in contact with Wes Craven, and Wes Craven um, said, "Well, you know, you gotta uh, make sure you do." Oh crap! I just lost it. I had it in front of me. Um, I can find it. So he called Wes Craven and said, "What do we got to do to you know kind of make sure I do these right?" So Wes Craven's advice to him was, "Give them a scare, give them a hard on, and then send them home." And I'm like. Does that not describe like Wes Craven movies from this, you know, kind of thing, right? You know, he's like, "Hey, look, look, this is what I'm gonna do." Okay, you know, I, I feel like Wes Craven's yeah, like this. This, this movie definitely takes you, you know, it takes it runs the gamut. I mean, <laughs> you know, I I said you know that that now we you've definitely seen all of uh, Chris Andrews from, uh, oh, yeah. from Anna Green Gables. I mean, the whole sequence with with uh, it's Vicky and Monica, I think, in the uh, in the locker room. Okay. And um, so she is, you know, uh, you know, she's still, you know, Vicky is now basically fully under control of Mary Lou. She is being very aloof to her friends. She's only really interested in uh, in her boyfriend, Craig, at this point. You know, she's their friend. Jess has killed herself, which this is this is the crazy thing. Okay, so they introduce a the teen pregnancy subplot. And then the next time we see Jess, it sets up where she. She is killed by the spirit of Mary Lou because she is starting to pick the the the, the plastic jewel out of the prom queen tiara, and so the her spirit comes in with all the material from the cape, hangs her, and then defenestrates her, right? Yeah. Throws her out the window, and they assume that she's a suicide. What's incredible is they never say that. Oh, she was distraught because she was she was pregnant and she didn't know what to do. And they never make any mention of that. That's left to us, the audience, to fill in for ourselves they you know, just the they just but they out. just let it hang over and yeah. and it's, they let it's it hang kind over of... but you know they they never think to cancel the prom no and they, make a, they, make a plot they mention that. it they made no, they make a plot point of that but then okay so vicky possessed by mary lou comes on to monica in the shower like you said because remember now she's a promiscuous girl because now she's possessed by this uh, bad girl from the 50s Right. Back when everything was much more wholesome back in the 50s, unlike now in the 80s. Right. So the uh, so she starts coming on to her. And at first you think maybe Monica's into it, you know, but then no, Monica's like, no, knock it off. And they're both they're both bare ass naked. So you get to see like, you know, full frontal on Wendy Leon. Okay, And then she comes and she's chasing her through and they're still naked, although I think uh, Monica puts on a towel when she's running away. 
which is you know the 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 concealing power of a towel as you're running. Ah, uh, yes. And uh, and so and so you know she uh, Vicky you know Vicky Mary Lou is is stalking her through and she finds her in the the locker and crushes all the lockers with yes. like psychic powers and is like. I mean, Lucio Fulci would be proud of the amount of oatmeal that is pouring out of this. Yes. Oh, God, yeah. Yes. And it's, that, and I mean, I, the blood, the blood was pretty gross, but the, but the gray matter coming out of the top yeah. of the lot, coming out of the top of the locker yeah. was but, the icing, the gray icing on the, on the red cake. But I mean, that's, that's like Jay, that's like you just said, right? Give them a hard on and give them a scare. So you got yep. these two girls running around, you know, all the dudes, they're like, oh, fuck yeah, man. And then it's like, oh, you're hiding in the locker. And it's like, I can honestly say, I've seen people killed inside of small places like that. I've never seen a, them, you know, you their supernatural telekinesis to smush them like that. That's that is seen is so incredibly awesome. Yes. I don't, I don't yes. mean to sound just a fan out here, but oh my god, that is so neat. No, the special yeah. effect is the practical effect is very nice too. Was it's not very realistic. That one. And, yeah. and and it's you know it's just you know and that's it man hot damn, and 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 then of course because it's 1987 we have to have a joke right after right, yep. so she goes out of the girls' locker room and hangs the sciences out of order. <laughs> now now therein lies the question. Okay, one can say that Jess killing herself because one can make the inference that oh she was distraught because she was pregnant she didn't know what to do yada yada yada. Okay, fine. Okay, how do you explain this away that they still have the prom after this? <laughs> it's like you know locker accidents happen it's like wait what <laughs> yeah we figure it was a freak magnetic like thing in the earth's magnetic field or so something like that yeah it's, it's purely the pressure didn't normalize completely from the shower and when someone left the door two doors open the pressure got unbalanced yeah and it crushed it all down just like would normally happen when when you have pressure inside a tanker and then a fault happens and you put cold and hot yeah. and push yeah. the entire tanker. We've there all seen go. the Mythbusters. It's and, on and team. She was just, and she'd just been hanging out inside her locker because as teens do, you know, because they find it relaxing. Yeah, she was, and, uh, she was kind of yeah, moody. So it's, I mean, that happened in our school, what, at least three times a year and they <laughs> hold it down and never stopped our prom. Shit, it yeah. never even stopped a Glee Club meet, you know, rally. Yeah. I don't think that, but you know, but you know, we again that that's kind of the teen movie aspect, right? Doesn't matter what happens, we got to get to prom. I, oh. I, 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 I constantly think back, yeah, to the movie, it's, not another, it's teen in the movie. title, so yeah, yeah, they're not canceling the prom, it's no, not canceling the prom, it's not no, sad party, in, in, not, in not another teen movie. Remember, there's the sign on the uh, on the school sign. That says Monday, first day of school. It's like, uh, you know, was it Wednesday uh, or Thursday? No, I think it's Monday, first day of school, Wednesday, homecoming, you know, uh, Friday, big football game, Saturday, graduation, right? That's every teen movie <laughs> ever, right? Yeah, I'm <laughs> surprised. I'm surprised there isn't a horror movie called uh, um, Loser's Party, right? Wouldn't that, did you guys ever have, I mean, is that a. I Northern think every New party York? I went oh. to was a loser's party. In high school. Well, that <laughs> losers, the loser's party was the party that was on the night of prom night. So anybody who didn't go to prom went to the loser's party and it was usually out in the, you know, out in the woods by the river somewhere and everybody would go and, and get drunk. And uh, yeah, loser's part. And, and at the end of the prom, a lot of the people from the prom would go to the loser's party because all their friends were there. And so you would have all these people that were getting drunk and like 1 a.m. All these people in their prom outfits would show up. 
And it would be a great zombie movie because uh, the zombies start at the losers party. And then by the time the prom people get there, you have a whole fresh batch of people in, in light colored outfits to get mm. splashed blood and eaten. So I'm, I'm going to say this, though, as somebody who did not attend his prom because I was at, you know, a track meet. Um, yeah, the, I, had, I, had, I, had, I had track that day. Uh I don't know if there was ever that was happening, um, but I mean, in every teen movie, you know, we've ever seen, there clearly is the big party where they're all trying. Wait, isn't that, isn't that the whole idea of can't hardly wait? Yeah, and like uh, what yeah. you know, I got to have sex tonight. I got to have sex tonight. Then we found another oh. bank. Anyway, so before I forget, like I think that girl's suicide sort of worked really well in the story wise because it sort of hung over everything. And in 1986 and these kind of families, you know, in these movies and the Nightmare on Elm Street type of movies are not going to be like, hey, let's talk about your friend's suicide. So it's just sort of this thing that's hanging. But it it would explain to everybody around her a lot of her weird behavior so instead of going like, what's, you know, draw instead of like Nightmare on Elm Street where they're like, yeah, whatever, you know, uh, they, they, they sort of slough it off and just be like, well, her friend d did just kill herself. So she's going to be <laughs> acting up. The only one who doesn't give her any slack for her friend killing herself seems to be her mother is yeah. the, the one who doesn't seem to change any sort. But everybody else is just like, yeah, she's going to scream in class every once in a while and yell at everybody and run out, oh, you know, and. She's, and I, I said this in the chat, but this movie has a fantastic Hassan chop when yes. Vicky slaps <laughs> yes. Kelly across the damn face right in the yes. middle class. Straight to <laughs> the yes. mush. Also, I mean, but this it is has my note. Does Hassan chop even have it underlined? You know, <laughs> when when somebody and oh, it, it, for the people who watch Nick Cage, Prisoners of Ghostland, it has a kung fu fight that and in the middle of it. Nicholas Cage says, "Hi, fucking yeah." Um, <laughs> but um, yeah. I, I do, uh, I do want to say. Oh, uh, at the opposite end of the Hassan Chop is. <laughs> this is the first movie where I saw somebody knock somebody unconscious with a shoe. Yeah. It, <laughs> well, you know, I, I mean, a, a good solid, a good, you know. Uh, you, you, you get better you get better miles from a, a cheap pair of sneakers, right? So I mean, a good yes. solid, uh, you know, shoe that that can act as a slapjack. Yeah. And I mean, know, it and, makes sense because it's his son. He doesn't want to injure him. He just wants to knock him out. But it's just you never see somebody knock somebody out with the heel of a shoe. Well, maybe if it's <laughs> a, maybe with like a foot WCW, in it, you know, if you're kicking yeah. him, yeah. But like, just pick it, pick it up. This kid's loafers and just going whack <laughs> on the back of the head. The reaction should be like, ah, what the fuck are you doing? You know, that, uh, that, that guy's kind of I mean Craig is kind of a dweeb and he's like Ugh! and he's like when he's running after that and he's like falling down the stairs and stuff he's like oh man yeah. what are you doing the Spe uh, speaking of dweeb the only character that I was like waiting to die was helmet head potato licking kid oh Josh yeah and he got he got better as the movie went on he got more like appealing as a character but still he had that weird like you know me I don't like people I, I don't like little kids to y young adults that have that weird big you know Linus head and <laughs> yes. helmet head sort of thing going on 
and he he, I, I, he has that and that and he was the only like sort of purposely obnoxious character in it but they humanized him towards the end but i remember yeah, sitting they, going they, i can't, i can't wait for this guy to shuffle off they, and then when they, he they, did wait a minute they they humanize they, him they humanize they humanize him towards the end you mean okay so he is mad <laughs> that somehow no one notices that the girl he asked to prom got crushed to death by lockers and turned into red opium. <laughs> okay, good and he's point. mad. He's mad that she's not there. So he gets pissed at her. And then the, 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 the head bitch in charge comes in and he basically blackmails her into sexually servicing him to change the vote for the prom queen. This is how they humanize the character okay. you like. I'm going to write that down, Chris. <laughs> Sounds like a genius to me. Touche. <laughs> and with no, that but kid without... Like, but, it, but, it's, but it, you know, that's... You, hey, you knew my price. I mean, it's like, God, I mean, it's like you kind of, it, I like that because you kind of feel like, okay, Josh is a pretty good guy, right? I mean, he's really sweet with Monica. You know, he's, he's not, you know, he does, he does something when Kelly comes into he's his little. He's awkward and obnoxious lab. in class, but with a heart of gold. Yeah. And when Kelly but comes no, into his AP not. lab the first time, okay, she's offering him cash. I mean, fucking money, man. I mean, that's, that's $1987 too, that she's offering Ooh, him. Man. Yeah. That's not chump change. But and he Buy a lot of floppies something. with that. That's right. Got a lot of floppies, man. Yeah, well, that, that's well you know how the Always fabulous floppies, furry freak right? brothers said, dope will get you through times and no money better than money will get you through times and no dope. That's just what blowjobs are for teenagers. Yeah. But no, but he but we <laughs> blowjobs are dope for teenagers. Yeah. And I mean he, he, he types dope something, is dope for teenagers too, but he types something on the keyboard. We don't see what it is, but she's mad at him. So you can again assume it. And then, you know. She he actually kind of blackmails her into doing it, and then you know, then everybody's like catcalling at her and stuff, and her dumb boyfriend is like, "Hey, you got more of those mints, you know, and stuff like that." And uh, <laughs> but that's funny because he just got is, the by proxy. <laughs> oh yeah, he's got it by proxy. But then of course Josh gets death by Macintosh. Yes, is, he, his death fun. reminded me a lot of the kid in the wheelchair in Popcorn, and then it, that made me think. Oh, this movie's a lot like popcorn too, because it starts yeah. out with a flashback, you know, and, yeah. and it's based around an event. Yep. But the one of the other, you know, again, uh, context is king, right? Thanks, Eric Bischoff. But then when they announce Vicky as the prom queen, with because even though that Josh changed the computer vote, you know, uh, Vicky Mary Lou, you know, used the the to TK kibosh yeah. to change it, and the guy off screen who is obviously ADR'd in. Yells, hey Kelly, how'd you blow it? You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was that something they thought up afterwards and said, we can't, we have to. We just yeah. have to. But that was great because they 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 did like that, like that's a gr a great in any other any context, that's a great high school, I mean, you know, well well portrayed high school humiliation scene. Where she's being humiliated, but it's really something only she and theoretically the electrocuted kid know. But you can see like everything that everybody says and the realization of just like, oh, my God, I just fucking blew that hydrocephalitis kid for, for to win yeah. this. And I didn't even win it, even you know. Now, so I do want to say real quick. Ron Oliver. He's the one who appears as the prom goer and after yeah. and says, "Hey Kelly, how'd you blow it?" Right? That's because it, I don't know if it was in the original script or not, but he was like, "Well, I'll just do it because you know why? That's cheap." 
he clearly didn't get paid to do any of the other stuff, so he's like, that's the, you know, go film the rest of the movie. Okay, do the pickups. Why? Well, we're paying you to be the screenwriter. He's the one who said it. I, I do want to say that Terry Hawks, who plays Kelly in this movie, she also was in Killer Party, another yes. slasher movie that is that I am a big fan of because it's very funny. Very funny yeah. movie, Killer Party. You want to talk about a movie with fake-out, like a fake-out opening? Killer Party has two fake-out openings. <laughs> it, it, it fakes you out and then it fakes you out again in the span of like of like 10 minutes it's actually quite quite brilliant but uh, terry hawk's probably best known as the second american voice actress for sailor moon yeah so oh, wow. like um say like uh you know like sailor moon r s super s that era she was the dubbed voice of serena on sailor moon so uh you know so if you were watching the whole bit with um uh, oh, with the, the oh the 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 other cats from the future and uh, R had what Doctor Professor Tumo and all them. Then you probably were hearing Terry Hawks. It's not know. a Tumo. It's Professor Tumo. He's got the glasses and everything, man. She also was was in an episode of Forever Night, so she's got that going on, you know. But Which uh, most of us caught the very beginnings of after well, that was Silk Stockings as well. After Raw would end, yeah. Right? Well, you know, I've, I've I've seen I've seen the beginning of dozens of episodes of Stilk Stockings because of the end of Raw, but that's a, that is <laughs> that is for another for another show. Um, the other thing I like in there, so Kelly, just to kind of close the book on her, quite literally, she gets killed when Mary Lou starts going on her carry rampage. After they, uh, you know, they, they, uh, okay. So Michael Ironsides is Bill. That's the principal, but who was the one who killed her? He freaking shoots Vicky right in the damn chest after she gets crowned in front of everybody. And nobody like panics and runs out. You know, they're, they're literally firing off a gun in a, in a, in a gymnasium and nobody runs out. Everyone just kind of stands there in shock, but yeah. And then so, so so zombie Mary Lou pops up and starts going carry and stuff. Well, Kelly gets killed by the big neon like light, like neon bolt. It's like she was literally killed by the 80s. You know? <laughs> uh, like so many young men and women. Oh, yeah. I, I of mean, course, all, all that, that reminded has me everything of everything in Pepper it has Chris, the, neon, the dress, yeah. the hair, all all in one in one image. Yeah, it's very, yeah. very well done. The only thing that made that it made me think of, and this this is more indicative of me than anything else, it's kind of like Beef and Phantom of the Paradise getting killed with the lightning bolt when he's electrocuted on stage, you know. Except this time nobody's cheering when she, when she's getting killed, right? So it's a little bit different context. But yeah, this, this I mean, like I said, this this one, you know, I I had always had this one penciled because man, it is such a hoot from from beginning to end because i really do like the setup and i like the story but then it doesn't it's not like it's so super serious and important because it's having a good time with it so you as the audience tend to have a good time with it yeah just just enjoy it yeah it's a it's a ride <laughs> well and talk about rides you know uh the bit with uh when uh you know vicky mary lou grabs craig and drags him off after she's uh you know crushed monica you know, well, I I applaud any movie with a good application of a Denver jockstrap, and man, she Ooh. cinches it in on him, doesn't she? You know, she's like just right up in there. You know, it's the only appropriate way. <laughs> good finishing move, but uh, oh yeah, <laughs> and I mean that literally. But oh, you. 
anyway. like I said, I'm not I'm not sure what else we can say about this. But this this is it's it's just a if lot of fun. See, yeah. If you want to see this movie, yeah, um, it's on YouTube, right? I mean, well, it was. Um, it is also on currently on Amazon Prime, uh, where you watch it through IMDb. Yes. Uh, which means there's commercials, which uh, if you forget they're coming are a little jarring. Um, because I forgot it was coming, and then all of a sudden, goes, hey, no, 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 holy shit, you know, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, no, if you want, yeah, go on. Go on. Okay, sorry, just saying. If you want to get this, that it is available. Do, 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 do. I'm looking for it. Prom night. Sorry, excuse me. I had it in front of me, and now it dropped off. Um, because there is no such thing as the prom night collection, where it has all of them together. Um. There is a, a DVD out there. Uh, it's in PAL. And there's also the, the Prom Night uh, 2 DVD, which I'm pretty sure is out of print. The Hello, Mary Lou Prom Night 2. It's got the blood splatter on the cover and stuff like that. Um, so, uh, again, your best bet is to watch it for free. Well, um, but, but if you want to own it, you can yeah. get it. There is the Prom Night triple feature, which has Prom Night 1, 2, and 4. So but not for, yeah. 3. Three, yeah. which is a which is a sequel to this movie, but it's even more of a comedy. Yes, and and less serious. Three is what the last kiss, I believe, is its name. Yes, yes. and then four is deliver us from evil. Now there is also, for those of you who are fans of Mary Lou Maloney, there is a DVD out there of Prom Night Three, The Last Kiss, and Prom Night Four, Deliver Us from Evil, as a double feature. However. Prom Night 3 on that double feature DVD is the edited for TV version. Which makes no sense. Which makes no sense because oh the God. VHS version of Prom Night 3 is the rated R version. So it, 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 has, to... it tells me there had like maybe there was a fire. Either there's yeah. a legal entanglement with that particular cut of it or there was a fire. They and the only the thing that survived was was a, a cut for the TV station from yeah. you know J WXLR in in you know Nevada or something, and they scared it up, and they go, "We got one from here," and okay, that's the best copy we have of it at this right. point because yeah. you know putting a taking a VHS and mastering it onto a DVD is it going to look too pretty? That's sort of sort well, of what also, it looks like on YouTube. Not... Yeah, it's also not worth the money for a movie like Prom Night 3, which is... Right, right. I mean, Prom Night <laughs> right. 2, at least, was was somewhat well-known. 3 and 4 really, really hitting the the, the dregs here on, on budget and, and release. But in any event, again, you, and, and if, you're, if you're of the right mindset, you can find Hello, Mary Lou on VHS. It's not, it's not super plentiful, but it's not as, like, vanishingly rare as some of the ones we've talked about on this series. So you can find it out there if, if you, you look for it. It is one that I do look for because, again, it's a, just such a, a classic cover. And, in fact, I was talking in another chat. Um, I was saying that uh, it'll peek behind the curtain. I watched this movie on my day off and I had a, really had a hankering for some, uh, for some, some pizza pie. And so I got a deep, uh, a deep, deep dish from Little Caesars and set myself up with uh, my, you know, my deep, deep dish with green peppers and a bottle of Miller Lite and sat down and watched uh, Hello, Mary Lou on my day off. And I put this in another chat. And uh, besides getting, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm, li I'm living the good life here. Uh, associate of mine in that chat, first thing she says, like, man, fun movie and iconic box cart. And I said, absolutely, 100%. So that is, that is I it. Gotta, this one, a lot of fun. You just reminded me, Luke, I, for, I've been a Little Caesar snob. 
my whole life i've always avoided i'd never i haven't had little caesars until just the last couple months when i decided i'm gonna check out little caesars because a couple people said no little caesars is really good and cheap and i gotta tell you that deep deep dish pizza and i'm and luke well well, you know we are familiar with like new york city pizza both of us have been in proximity to like the prime pizza area and i gotta say for for domino's prices they're little caesar's is good pizza man and boy oh, yeah. oh boy yeah. a lot of I'm, it hey, you know what? <laughs> and fa- look and you go in and you order your pizza and they go that'll be nine minutes is that okay and i go that is very okay yes yeah. <laughs> i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest with you okay it's not i mean it, it is a chain there's no question about it but when they started doing a deep dish, I'm like, I I noticed that because it's like Little Caesars is from Detroit, okay, and that right. you, you see Pizza Hut's been advertising this a lot on on the if, I don't know if, I don't know how much of our audience yes. is watching the football and stuff, but you know they've been advertising a lot in the football this Detroit style pizza, and that is the the rectangular deep dish pizza like that school that pizza. was a style that was in that was made in detroit so that is a detroit style pizza i said if anybody's yeah. gonna if any chain's gonna do it well it's probably a little yeah. season you know well, it's funny because there's there's this place that, that's it's a hipster place called it, it, it's what is it's a, is it ninja pizza or it's something like that or or pizza or pizza wizard wizard pizza and uh they do detroit style pizza and it's 13 bucks for a uh, a a pie that's four giant slices and they're very filling. So it's you know thirteen bucks. It's a reason you know in the reasonable. Yeah. Ra- it's not pretentious range, but it's it's a little little pricey. But you know they sell it. As, you know they've got really good mozzarella and they sell it as being really kind of ritzy and stuff. But I don't. There there was not really too much of a difference between that and the little Caesars one that I get for ten dollars and change yep. and is twice the size. So hey, I'm I'm yeah. not gonna lie, man. I ate I ate half of it while watching prom night two, drinking my pint of Miller Lite, and then you know, uh, my wife had a slice when she got home, then ate the rest of it for lunch the next day. I was happy as a pig and slop, man. That that is yep. uh that that made my day on my day off. You know, I I had to mow the lawn. I had to cut back the uh, the crepe myrtle tree. I had to uh, I had to do a bunch of other stuff. And it's like I'm gonna treat myself. <laughs> I know my, that doesn't have much I, to do with prom night too, man. But hey, you know what? It it is indicative that if you want to get some friends together with you know everybody getting their own favorite beverage and maybe get some pizza pies, this is a good I'll one to throw it, on. I'll tie it together. I'll tie it together. I thought I thought that prom night two was just trashy Domino's shitty cheap ass bland ass pizza and then I got there and I was like okay this is still cheap but you know what this is delicious <laughs> Top night two was yeah. I was th- quitting th- thinking Domino's and I came out with little Caesars <laughs> <laughs> put that on the poster yeah and and you know about as far as me drinking my my beer, you know, there's a line from this movie. I drink, I get drunk. What's the problem? <laughs> that was a nice ADR line too. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, his his lips are not really moving, you know. Although that she's like, I spent sixty dollars on my hair. Do not mess it up. I, you, see, I, you see a lot of the back of his head in 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 those scenes. Yeah. <laughs> 
but no, like I said, I mean, if I, it's Jay is right. Go if 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 you sound if if we've been talking about this and you sound like hey, this sounds like fun. Go grab you. Can't go wrong watching it on no. IMDb TV through Amazon Prime. If you if you've got a Kindle or a Fire, you can go into the Prime Video app and stream it directly from there, which I did not realize until I I was fussing around with my. Because I, I had gone on through IMDb TV and thrown a bunch of stuff into the, you know, into my watch list. And I was kind of just futzing around. I've just got like a Kindle Fire 7. I don't even have like a newer one. Mine's a few years old. And sure enough, in the Amazon Video app, it's, it's had Hello, Mary Lou. And sure enough, hit it. Just starts playing and it'll have some commercials in there. But it's like, I don't care about that. I'm cheap, yeah. right? This this I, one's I, I an easy record. Oh, yeah. go ahead. No, I, was just, I ended up watching the DVD. But if you've never seen this and you're curious, there you go. It's free. Yeah, it's such an easy recommendation because if you're if you're watching these kinds of movies already, then you know I know, and you haven't seen this one, then I already know ahead of time you're in for a treat. You know, it's it's one of those those ones where it's just like, you know, the if if you if if you're already watching Freddy and and Jason and and all that, you're 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 going in for gold. Yeah, you're good to go. Does anyone have any uh, any last thoughts on uh, Hello, Mary Lou? Uh, you can't make no. a radio out of a potato, but you can make a battery out of a potato. This is very true. You can you can make a uh, you can also cook a cook a hot dog with a nine volt battery. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> I saw I that mean, movie. Wasn't that Midnight Express? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very oh no, that ball. was just the that was just the meatballs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, if, and you know, I think I think it's time to to sign off, guys. And all I can say is, see you later, alligator. Let's cruise. Mm. <laughs> Tom Cruise. Thank you, Crow. No, no Tom Cruise. No. <laughs> Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes. and You can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. 
Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. Two True Freaks has been brought to you today by Damanzo Corps of Milan, Italy, and by the letters F and U.